Welcome to Ask Cadence, everyone. My name is Pete Wright, and I'm sitting here with Jay Christensen. Hello, Jay. Good morning. Good morning. We have a, uh, I think, a fascinating, uh, a fascinating problem card on the table in front of us, and somebody who uh, likes to write. <laughs> Very often we get these three-word problem cards. This one is full. I'm surprised they didn't write on the back, too. The, the question is this. Project manager, team member, and functional manager roles and responsibilities within this company are not understood, and they've defined what they mean here. Project managers, team members, and functional managers don't have adequate skills for their role. Quote, we're asking everyone to perform at at least one level above their skill set, end quote. So, we're asking people to do things they're not equipped to do. Is that what I'm reading? That's how I read the, yes. That seems, like, seems like a challenge <laughs> to get yes. some things done. Uh, right. Uh, so, there's a couple of different uh, responses to this, I think. And, um, by the way, uh, uh, the project structure will enable us to address this kind of a situation. Well, it's handy, handy <laughs> that we're that you're here actually to do that. So, so this is this a is this a cultural problem or a project management problem? Both, uh, and um, but it it impacts the project because people don't understand don't understand uh, what they're supposed to be doing in the project environment, and uh, that's the whole purpose behind the job descriptions for the people on the project, at the project level. And uh, what I mean by that is uh, uh, job descriptions for a project manager, job description for a team member, job descriptions for a function manager, for a sponsor, for a vendor, contractor, for a technical lead. We need to have these roles understood, if not across the organization, then certainly at the project level. Uh, there is an entry or an, uh, an element of the project plan that allows us to uh, document these roles and keep them in the plan and keep them in front of people. In fact, a part of the approval of the project plan is that the project manager convenes a presentation of the people that are participating in or on the project and there's a review of the roles and the roles may be modified. What I mean by that is that we have a template role description for each of these folks. Uh, it is meant to be boilerplate, a starting point. So we can put that uh, boilerplate into the project plan, then use it as a discussion point to modify the roles as necessary to make everyone comfortable with the role that they'll be performing on the project. Once that discussion has occurred, then what we want to do is lock that down. Yeah, you know, it seems to me that, that in this particular organization, you end up with a need not only to define what each role will do, but what they won't. Correct, exactly. Is that the kind of language you would start using in, exactly. in those roles? Exactly, and, and very important. It's kind of like scope. Here's what I'm going yeah. to do, here's what I'm not going to do. Okay. And uh, these need to be reviewed periodically, depending on the size of the project, about every quarter or so. And uh, now the thing of it is everyone has to sign off on these. And then if there is a role boundary conflict, then we can come back to these role descriptions and say, you know what, um, somehow I'm misunderstanding what the purpose of the roles is. Sounds like we might be going over the 
the boundary here. I'm wondering what's the reason behind that. Maybe we need to change the role description. Uh, maybe there's some misunderstanding or whatever. But once we've found that boundary conflict, then we, we can, uh, can begin problem solving. So that's uh, one uh, way to address this problem. So it, does that, I mean, how does that specifically handle qualifications? Like when we're talking about skill set, we're talking about people who are, are or are not qualified to be within that, to be working in that role. It sounds like this organization has kind of a modified problem, which is, you know, maybe they have the role set down, but they're not putting the right people in the job. Correct. And, and, and or uh, they're asking people to do things that no one else has done before and there's no model or they're asking uh, junior level people to do senior level projects, that kind of thing. Or the other thing that this might be uh, picking at is that there are tasks that people are asked to do where they don't have the skills to perform the task. So the project doesn't get done because the people don't have the task skill set. And one uh, possible solution for that is to put in the project plan training activities as tasks that will raise the level of skills for the people on the project team so that not only does the project get the skills that it needs, but the organization then is improving their skill set by having this training occur as a scope of the project. So this helps people, uh, so to speak, uh, uh, perform at a level one level or higher than their skill set. They actually get trained or, or for Or at it. least be able to get there. Yes, at least have something do. to shoot for. Well, that seems like the nut of it right there is the project manager then, in a sense, becomes a training manager on certain elements of this project. Is that, am I looking at that right? Uh, or, or works with the training yeah. manager to identify the training needs, uh, the costs, the schedule, yada, yada. And, then, and so uh, you build those training requirements into the budget as well. I mean, that is a, that is a project related expense. Exactly, exactly. And uh, there's some benefits there. One is function managers now see that they're getting people in their departments trained at the project's expense. They don't have to afford the training in their department budget. So they see some value in that. Oh, yeah, it's a red letter day for the function oh, managers. Yeah. yeah, now they have additional skills that, the, uh, that are. Uh, building uh, in their department as a result of this project. So now they're supporting the project, whereas in the past, prior to this, they may have been cool about supporting the project, or lukewarm, as I should say. Okay, so last point, how does the project manager going go about effectively selling that they need a, a, you know, what may be a significant training element as a project deliverable to their steering committee or sponsor? Oh, yeah, and well, here's where we, here we are, back to the responsibility matrix. We're identifying the tasks, and this is a little different. We might be also identifying the exit criteria for the task. What that means is, what is the quality criteria required for the task in order to call it complete and done. Then the project manager can say, for example, that we have a level one person that can deliver a part of the quality criteria but cannot deliver all. We need a level two or level three person. So then what we can do is say, uh, here is the training that we would need to engage in in order to bring this person's skill up to the point where we can accomplish the quality criteria for the task. And uh, the function manager, the per, uh, team member may not know this quality criteria or may, but the function manager should because they are then 
still responsible for the quality of work that's done in their area of discipline. So they know, or should know, what is the exit criteria for the tasks in their discipline. And they can then help put together a training plan that will raise the level of uh, the <coughs> pardon me, the people that need to do the work. Uh, last point, so this is a recommendation as a best practice in terms of building training to improve skills. How uh, prevalent is this uh, in, in the field? How often do you see people really taking this proactive approach and getting uh, people it's, trained? It's not done that often. We don't see people, at least I haven't, seen people that have taken this tact. And uh, it's kind of unfortunate because it's a wonderful way to get projects done while building the skills of the organization and... And vice versa. Yeah. It's a number way to build the skills while getting projects done. Exactly. Yeah, and too often, uh, one, projects stall because people don't think about this as an alternative, or we outsource the skills and the organization still doesn't build the skill set, so they continue to outsource, which may be their strategy, but it may not be at the same time. But the other thing is, is that people will perhaps not even take the project on because the risk is too great. Their skills aren't available. They identify that as a risk, and so they might then Just choose not to do shell the, the project, project altogether. Yeah. Right, which uh, is unfortunate because it's a very important project, very crucial to helping the organization accomplish the results it needs to. Excellent, Jay. Thank you so much. This is uh, this is a, a great uh, great technique. I hope folks uh, uh, have gotten something out of this discussion. Thank you so much for listening to us. On behalf of Jay Christensen, I'm Pete Wright. This has been Ask Cadence.